0: Aw, yeah! It's time for another episode of We Love Comics, the show where we love comics, and you should too. I am your host, Vactor, and on today's episode, we have a special guest, the strongest Avenger, Mr. Mark Vibbert, from two different podcasts, Animation Fascination and the Hold On Maneuver. Mr. Vibbert, how are you doing today?
1: Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Aw, yeah. I am mighty.
0: Oh, yeah. So as Mark just alluded to, we're going to be talking all about the mighty Thor on today's episode. Because it's Thor week, we've been trying to put out as much Thor content as possible. And I wanted to go into a specific Jason Aaron talk because I had suggested that Vivit Reed, read uh, Jason Aaron's run coming up on Love and Thunder And now we've actually both seen Love and Thunder, and we're actually both going to see it again. Um, So we won't be giving our Love and Thunder review, but we will be talking about the story. Actually, the stories that inspired the movie, both uh, Jason Aaron's Gore the God Butcher and then Jane Foster as Thor. So we're going to be touching on both of those in today's episode. Um, So let's get right into it. So Jason Aaron's run overall was seven years, and it went from Thor, God of Thunder, to Unworthy Thor, Jane Foster's Mighty Thor, and then War of the Realms. We're not going to be talking about all seven years, uh, but we will be talking about the very beginning and all of the gore stuff. That's what we're going to be discussing uh, today, and then perhaps we'll come back for another episode and talk about Jane and what she did as the Mighty Thor. So, Let's get your thoughts right off the bat. What did you think about Jason Aaron's Thor and Gore the God Butcher storyline? Yeah,
1: so so, so far, uh, uh, I have been reading. Well, so I finished that whole Gore the God Butcher storyline just recently, uh, and I really enjoyed that. I liked how it incorporated. Um, like at first, like because it had like the th- the three different. time periods of Thor in that. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool.
0: Yes. Love that.
1: And I guess spoilers for people that haven't read it yet. Yes. But like at first I just thought like that was like kind of three different storylines, similar to like, um, like how in like narrative flashbacks and flash forwards work from like different TV shows that you and I have liked. And I was thought like, that's just how it was going to be used. And then by like the end of that storyline, it's used as like a time travel, narrative device with the way that like gore ends up bringing like the super young pre uh uh meow 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 uh, uh worthiness thor uh present day thor and then old king thor yeah with his destroyer arm and Did he have, I think he still had the hammer in that too. Oh, and he's got the missing eye. He's like Mm -hmm. the King of Asgard and everything in that. Uh, And then like they, the team up with the, the three Thors in that, like I thought that was really cool. I liked all of that. I liked uh, how the art was done in that too.
0: Yes. Isad side Yeah.
1: And I like that. Like when it's, it's supposed to be just kind of, I guess like narration, it's kind of almost done like on this like scroll. So you can tell it's not like a character saying it. And it's just like back in the the days of old.
0: Yeah. And even the lettering is kind of like that old English style of lettering. It's like makes you put you in that time period, makes you feel like uh, you're in that Thor, you know, mindset. So I'm with you that, like I said, the reason why I recommended it to you, number one was because it was the inspiration for love and thunder, but also it's just one of my favorite stories of all time definitely my favorite thor of all time you know growing up i wasn't a huge thor fan because and i think i've told you this before i always loved future stuff i was always attracted to back to the future part 2 instead of back to the future part 3 like all the technology stuff was great for me and i was always a futurist growing up as a kid so thor i was like man this guy's old he's talking old english and Norse mythology I wasn't into, but as I've grown older, this has happened to me with a number of characters. Daredevil is another example where I wasn't a fan of them growing up, but then certain writers did these fantastic runs and I'm like, okay, I'm a fan now. Thor is my guy. This is one of, and also Chris Hemsworth's MCU performance as Thor. So this was the run that like, cemented it for me i was like thor is one of my favorite characters of all time now and jason aaron is one of my favorite writers so i was like over the moon in in 2012 when this was coming out i actually read these in a collected form from our library from our public library so i got them for free that was cool you picked up did you pick up the trades or the hardcovers
1: so for uh The the first, I got the volume one of this. So this is like the, nice. this is complete uh, Thor, uh, God of thunder one through 18. And then, uh, you found some comic books laying on the ground that that you, that you shared with me for, as far as, uh, like the last days of Midgar storyline, uh, original, you said originals. I yes. Keep getting these yeah, original <laughs> sin, uh, and then I do have all like the like the hardcovers for like the Mighty Thor, Jane Foster storyline. I fixed those up last year because I was trying to get this all read before I saw Love and Thunder. That didn't happen.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I was also uh, trying to do a reread before Love and Thunder. That also didn't happen. But I'm now as the movies now come out and we've seen it, it's kind of motivated me to move it to the top of my to read list. So I'm actually in the middle of my reread right now. Um, but yeah, I was like, it was a revelation to me when this was coming out or when I was first reading these books and I was like, man, I didn't know Thor could be this good having that narrative of the three Thors um, and Thor's children at his grandchildren oh, yeah. and grandchildren. all of those things. Um, yeah, I loved Gore. He was a God butcher. I was like, when I was reading this, I was like, who can kill gods? Like this guy He's like Thanos level to me where it's like, this guy's killing gods out here. And at the time, it wasn't revealed because Donnie Cates hadn't come in and written his Venom run. But the Necrosword was just, oh, this is just a uh, like a really cool weapon that can kill gods. Oh, yeah. Now it's been Donnie Cates went back and, and um, retroactively said, oh, yeah, that was a symbiote. That's from um, the the original planet of the symbiotes and all that stuff. So it's kind of been even enriched even further knowing that now as I'm rereading it, I'm like, Oh shoot, that's a symbiote. That's venom on his sword right there. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's been great. Now, do you actually I know? Could- oh, good.
1: I was going to say that could even lead to, to give you certain reasons for why Gore acts the way he's acting. Cause if he's being yeah, affected right. by basically a symbiote.
0: Yeah. The bad thing about the MCU and the Sony deal I don't think they're going to mention symbiotes at all, Um, but I I was watching
1: a little bit of goo got left behind in that Mexican
0: bar. I hope they do something with that. But I was watching um, one of those YouTube recaps, and they were talking about the similarities of the ebony blade, which we saw at the end of Eternals, um, and how that kind of corrupts you. So it could be like a cousin of the necrosword. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's kind of interesting The Necrosword and the Ebony Blade could be like different playing off of each other. Even though they both corrupt people, one could be used for good, one could be used for bad. Um, So I thought that was great. So like I said, all these ideas at the time were just amazing to me. And I'm glad that we're seeing it on the big screen and seeing it in live action. Now, I was going to ask you, do you know the premise of Original Sin?
1: Uh, the only thing I know about original sin is that at some point in it, Thor becomes unworthy. Yes. And I think, like, I know I got the ending ruined of it for me. Like I know that he he ends up leaving his hammer on the moon. And at some point, for some reason, Nick Fury is the watcher at that point.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, not, not to spoil it, but I'll tell you just kind of the premise. So, Basically, what happens is the watcher gets murdered and his eyes are taken and his eyes have recorded like all of history, like everything he's seen is in his eyes. So all these secrets that everybody's been keeping are released and they get out. And so one of the things that uh, and, and Nick Fury like knows all these things, too. One of the things that he does is. I don't know why, I can't remember exactly why he did it, but he whispers in Thor's ear something, and then Thor drops the hammer, and he's he's unworthy at that point. So it was kind of, it's kind of a mystery of, wait a minute, why is he unworthy? Um, now, this isn't um, a spoiler for like, the book itself, but what he says is revealed later. What he said, what Nick Fury says in Thor's ear is Gore was right. And that's when yeah. it's like, it blows Thor's mind. Is like, wait a minute. Yeah. What if he was right the whole time about God's being not, you know, not the thing, not the move anymore, but I loved original sin. And and the premise of that, like I said, that the, the watcher is murdered. All these heroes have to find out it's a murder mystery. So like I said, I'm not going to give away the, the ending of it, but that premise to me was, was amazing. So that's in the middle of the Jason Aaron run. And then, Jane Foster comes and picks up and it's well known now, but that was a huge mystery at the time. It was like, who is this person? Who is this female? And we all thought, Oh, she's got blonde hair. So it's like immediately, Oh, it's not Jane. Cause she's in uh, chemo right now. She's bald. Um, and just the fact that she's dying from cancer. We didn't know that. Um, it's interesting how the movie as, as this love and thunder movie came out, They've, that was part of the marketing. It's like, oh, Jane Foster's Thor. Like, everybody knows it now. But going back to, like, you know, around 2013, 2014, whenever it was, it was a huge mystery. And that was kind of the fun of it. You were reading it and you were like, wait a minute. Number one, why is Thor not worthy? Number two, why is she worthy? And who is she? So yeah. I kind of wish you had um, been able to not be spoiled on it, but I think it doesn't necessarily ruin it. Like it's still, she's a great Thor and the the run that she has is, is actually really good. So that is something that I'm looking forward to uh, discussing with you as well. As soon as you read that, um, and
1: I wouldn't really consider it a spoiler for the movie, uh, but they do kind of play with that a tiny bit about who is, who is that?
0: Oh, right, right. Yeah. When she's first introduced. Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> that is a great moment in that um, in that film. But yeah, I, I think Jason Aaron really deserves a ton of credit, you know, for creating Gore and for creating. Now, Jane had been Thor in a What If story way back. I want to say it was like in the eighties, um, but it was always like, oh yeah, that was a one off, one shot What If. But him kind of giving her the full title of Thor creating her as um, the the mighty Thor even though that that name has been used with um, Odin's son as well but yeah the just his ideas that he came up with I just got to give Jason Aaron a ton of credit um fantastic stuff that he did um was there anything yeah. kind of that stands out to you during that it was the the God butcher and then the god bomb those are kind of the two gore yeah. storylines that that make up um, anything that stands out to you is like, I love that thing.
1: Well, so like, like you were saying too, like with the, uh, the necrosword, uh, I liked that whole thing with how it was influencing uh, gore in the storyline as well too. And I guess, I guess spoilers should that haven't read the, the book for this, but like where it's like later revealed in it, like, like his new wife and new son that he has, during the course of the storyline aren't actually real. They're just kind of um, more or less like illusions Mm -hmm. to him that are being shown to him and presented to him by the Necrosword. um, But what's kind of interesting about that too, is that like his quote unquote son um, and his wife, like try to get him to stop doing what he's doing with like the God bomb Stuff because he's essentially by the by like because by like the end of this, like Gore essentially becomes a god
0: more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm.
1: So he, it's like, You've become the very thing that you, you sort
0: of destroy. <laughs> and the Necro Sword is kind of like the one ring, it's kind of like, like It yeah, it gives you all this power, but it corrupts you. Um,
1: and our uh, we're big, we're, we're, yeah, we're both big fans of the composer michael Giacchino, yeah and one one of his score uh titles for the, the film has like a lord of the rings allusion to it in its title he always does pretty good puns for his title but i liked that in there too uh but yeah like i had already brought it up but i liked the whole like kind of like time travel time yeah. manipulation aspect with it
0: and that's what really sold me on it like when i was reading it i was like wait a minute yeah. Oh shoot! And these things all line up. It's all yeah. like it all comes to something. Like it amounts to something. There is a reason why they're cutting between the three, and it's a, it's an essential part of the story. So yeah, I, I love that that narrative or that um, just that you know that confine.
1: Yeah, and even and like for people that watch Doctor Who, it's even kind of like the same like uh, time travel rules for that. Ooh. Where like these three Thors interacted like the same way. Like when they do like multiple Doctor. Storylines. Oh, nice! Once that, like you know, team up of them ends and they're not interacting within the same timeline as one another, they basically forget the events of that, like how they interacted with each other at that time. Otherwise, then there's there's paradoxes that are going to happen at that point if things go.
0: This is not the Back to the Future rules, where it's like if you interact, you might cause a the universe to collapse and all this stuff. Um, Yeah. But yeah, there's there's just so much great stuff in this whole Jason Aaron run and and I I I would recommend that after you're done with this, um anything that has Jason Aaron's name on it, I think you will like. Like whether it's his independent stuff or his Marvel stuff. He's kind of been a pretty a pretty big Marvel guy his whole career, but even his independent stuff is is really good. Like I haven't read anything that he's put out that I have not liked. So Everything by Jason Aaron is fantastic, Um, and
1: like after the the God Bomb and the Gore storyline, I got I got through all of the Accursed, which is the Malachi. Yes,
0: yes, yes. yes.
1: Which I enjoyed that, and I could definitely see like how much different the uh, like the comic book version of Malachi is as compared to speaking of Doctor Christopher Christopher Eccleston's version of uh, Malachi than the dark world yeah uh, but yeah which like, week and that like that even reminded me of lord of the rings in that because it's like the basically the fellowship of the realms
0: yes yeah
1: i, I liked that like whole aspect in that storyline and i thought that was pretty cool
0: yeah that, man the, and that threw me everything.
1: Off the first two because of the way it, like the collected works at them like it had like the first issue of that is basically and like an epilogue to the, like the God bomb. So I yeah. was like, wait, did I miss something? Cause
0: then, yeah, the, sometimes
1: like, issue two of it is like the beginning of the, story. yeah.
0: And it's weird. Cause sometimes in the middle of people's runs, there'll be like a one-off storyline or, or a one-off issue. And then that's not in the collected version. So it's kind of weird sometimes the way that they collect them, but um, hopefully uh, like I said, in the future, when you get caught up, if if you're on like a monthly basis with with Jason Aaron or you're on like whatever he's doing, they won't have that necessarily. Um, little bit of of confusion there, but yeah, that that yeah. both of them, uh, the Accursed and and uh, the God Butcher, just fantastic. And his run on Thor is also if as you go through the collections, it's kind of weird because you're you're like, okay, wait a minute. There's the Thor. 2015 and then it like it resets it renumbers and then there's all kind of craziness but as you're going through what actually is cool is on Marvel Unlimited um, if anybody out there is not a Marvel Unlimited subscriber I highly recommend it because you can get caught up on all kind of storylines they have these like reading um, they organize it to where you can just go from book to book to book and they just put out a Jason Aaron um, I don't even know what they call them like a run basically on Marvel Unlimited where it puts all of those things together for you. I actually just went through the X-Men. I was going to say days of future past the, um, and now I'm blanking on it, but the, the big X-Men run that just happened um, a couple years ago where they, they just, yes. um, House of X, no house of X and powers of 10. Yes, that's it. So, I highly recommend you when you get a chance to read that because it completely resets the X-Men continuity, not continuity, but uh, status quo where the mutants are like completely different than what they were before. And, and they run together house of X and powers of 10, which always make sure I get the, the, cause they're both written with an X, but those two storylines are like tied together. And I'll give you the real quick premise of it. So you know Moira McTaggart from the um from the the animated X-Men and from oh, the, yeah. Yeah, the yeah the live yeah, the action burn. Yes <laughs> So her entire history I don't know forty years of comics she's been a human in H- House of X they they say oh no she's been a mutant the whole time and her power her mutant power is resurrection so, or reincarnation, I should say. So she's had ten lives where she's like going through it, and she keeps all of her past knowledge every time she resurrects. So she's like going from as it's actually would be like a, a a really good movie, but she's going from life to life to life, and she's like, okay, I learned that. It's kind of like that Tom Cruise what was that movie. Um,
1: oh, Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that where it's like, all right restarting let me do it differently. or Groundhog Day it's like let's keep until oh, yeah. we get to like the prime
1: like, oh kind of like a time loop kind of. yeah
0: it's kind of like that but it's, it's weird because everybody else doesn't remember her previous lives so they didn't quite explain that where it was like is this the same timeline or is it a different or these different timelines anyways it's a fantastic story highly recommend it'll get you caught up on the X-Men like because that's where I was. I was like, "What is going on with the X Men?" There's so many books. There's so many things going on. But the House of X and Powers of Ten storyline that'll get you caught up. So once you once you have a chance, definitely recommend that. Uh, but yeah, Jason Aaron, he's done great Wolverine stories, Hulk, Ghost Rider, Punisher, Thanos, Doctor Strange, and Avengers. He's actually currently writing Avengers, which I need to get caught up on. But like it, like I was telling you, anytime you see his name, Jason Aaron. You know it's good. It's 100% going to be um, up your alley and, and a good storyline. Um, yeah, a
1: lot of the, the reading I've been doing over the past year for comics is I've been trying to do it like in correlation to like whatever I'm watching at that point. So like last year I read uh, like the visions that you had recommended. Ah,
0: yes, yes.
1: I really enjoyed that. Um, yes. What else did I read after?
0: I was trying to think cuz you were telling me as you were reading it. Um I'm, I'm blanking on it at the moment. But did you ever read the um the Eternals stuff when the Eternals oh, movie I, came out?
1: Oh yeah, I read Eter- I read Neil Gaiman's uh, Okay,
0: yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and mm-hmm. I also read The Avengers Disassembled ah, and the yes. um, House of M. Yes. So like I read I read the stuff that uh kind of like influenced Eternals and WandaVision. Yes. And nice. I picked up some Loki stuff last year as well.
0: That's man, like the yeah. There's some great Loki stuff that's been coming I out might, recently.
1: I might read that after I finish the the Jason Aaron Thor stuff. Because yeah, at least for me right now, Loki hasn't shown up in any of that stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't even. I don't know if he does off the top of my head. Um, like he
1: gets mentioned. Yeah, uh, as far as like your brother,
0: right. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. But yeah, he was off doing his own stuff. Like there was a ton of Loki stuff that was going on, which actually I I ended up getting caught up on before the Loki show. And that was some fantastic stuff as well. So anytime you need recommendations, let me know. I'll always guide you on your path. Uh, But I think that's a pretty good summation. Is there anything anything that we missed about your time on Jason Aaron's Thor? Like I said, you're about halfway through, but that's. The yeah. seven years is is fantastic
1: yeah I'm just I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the last days of Midgard. I yeah. uh, I liked that uh, Colson showed up in that
0: <laughs> yeah
1: the son, son of Cole <laughs> uh, and I'm enjoying that so far and then um, once I get to the original sin after that and then Jane's whole run. And then you said the War of the Realms is after that. Yes. So basically looking forward to finishing out reading the rest of his run because I've enjoyed the writing in it so far.
0: Yeah. I cannot wait. So, yeah, keep me posted and let me know. Like I said, we might do another Jane episode. um, But in the meantime, uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on the Internet?
1: Yeah. Uh, So you can find me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram just at my name. So if you're watching this on Vactors YouTube, you can probably see my name along the bottom. So it's just M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. Uh, and like he said at the beginning of the episode, uh, I also do the a Maneuver, which is a Star Wars podcast. Uh, it's usually short form when it's not covering uh, one of the Disney Plus series. Otherwise, it can be a little bit over an hour. Uh and then I also do Animation Fascination, which is like the title suggests, all about animation because uh, I like that a lot. And the new episode of Holo just came out yesterday talking about the entirety of Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: Yeah. And
1: a new episode of Animation Fascination will be out uh, shortly. And that's going to be about some of like the more recent releases like Minions and Marcel the Shell with Shoes on and uh, a few other movies.
0: Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to follow us, we are uh, we love comics. You can find us wherever podcasts are found. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below. And let us know what you thought about Jason Aaron's Thor run um, and anything else that you want to talk about. We will discuss it on the show in a future episode. Speaking of future episodes, we've got our Thor Love and Thunder review coming out um, shortly. We're actually going to be having a special guest on that one. So stay tuned to see who is reviewing Thor Love and Thunder with us Um, you can always find us on Twitter and wherever like I said wherever podcasts are found but this is We Love Comics the show where we love comics and you should too